the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this episode, I'm joined by the founder of Adore Beauty, Kate Morris. Regardless of whether or not you have a vested interest in beauty, there is something you can learn from listening to Kate. It was in 1999 that she launched Adore Beauty, an online beauty store, in a time when the internet itself still felt new, let alone e-commerce. Kate had to work to convince brands that online shopping was the next big thing and used that as an opportunity to craft something she now believes is one of her most defining characteristics, turning repeated no's into resounding yeses. Today, with the business worth over $30 million, Kate is one of only 10 women on the AFI Young Rich list. She was the first ever female winner of the Online Retailers Industry Recognition Award for her service to gender diversity and has won both a Telstra Young Businesswoman of the Year title and an Australian Businesswomen's Network Hall of Fame Award. I caught up with Kate at Adore Beauty's Melbourne headquarters to talk about the democratisation of beauty, her work for gender equality and the increased demand for authenticity, honesty and transparency in the beauty industry. So your very first job was on a Clarence counter. It was. Was beauty something that you had always seen yourself working in? Um, I never actually thought I would work in it. I was determined to be either a journalist or a lawyer, ah. um, which, yes, fortunately I came to my senses. <laughs> um, no, look, it was really, I mean, I'd actually always loved it. Like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd always been fascinated by watching my mum do it and whenever there was, you know, from the time I was like 14, I was yeah. saving up all of my pocket money and, you know, Hey mum, there's a there's an Estee Lauder gift we purchased this week yep. on in Meyer, and do you need anything? Because I can buy a thing, <laughs> and then I can scabble the freebies. So, um, yes, since since high school really, but no, I, ne- I never thought I would work in it. It just kind of, you know, fell into it. I guess I was working in a pharmacy, which I got fired from, and then um, really, ended, yes, yes, I've been fired twice in my oh, career from the four jobs I've had before doing this. I've fired from half of them. <laughs> I'm unemployable. Um, I think Oprah got fired though. So I often think like I actually know lots of entrepreneurs that have been fired from things. I think it's it's um yes, people who have their own ideas and like to solve their own problems Mm. tend not to fit in very well in a lot of workplaces. Might go into that. Not no, in my interview. no. So indeed. was that sort of your first memory of beauty, like watching your mom and going along and doing the gift with purchase? Yeah, thing? I think so. I think so. Yes. How funny that that's sort of. I mean, we'll get to this, but that you guys do so much like gift with purchase and sampling and stuff now. Yeah. Well, it's always nice to try new things, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's. I mean, you know, it's one of the tried and true things of the beauty industry, exactly. isn't it? Hey, I feel like that's probably things. one of the few things that are as true now as they were I think many so. years ago. Yes, I think one of the things that is definitely true is that customers still like to try new things. Yeah. And if there's a way that they can do that without having to commit to a whole big full-size one, yeah. then more the better. It's human nature. Absolutely. So you studied business management at university, is that right? Eventually. I did Eventually. a whole week of law. A whole week? A whole oh. week. I dropped out. My parents were thrilled. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
So, I, no, I did a whole week and then I sort of floated around an arts degree for a little bit and then yeah. I did some business subjects and I really enjoyed them and I thought, oh, I think I might, I might switch across to that. So, But I was still studying when I started a job. Goodness. When you first started doing those business subjects, what did you think you'd be doing at the end of it? Oh, I don't know. I thought I'd end up being some kind of, you know, corporate high flyer or yeah. um, something, you know, somebody who works in the city and wears a suit. Yeah. And it didn't really, it, none of these, <laughs> neither of those things <laughs> came to pass. So, <laughs> yeah, I did. I'd never thought of starting my own business. I'd literally never, ever put that on the sort of the mental map mm-hmm. of, of what my life might look like. It was really only because I ended up with this part-time job on the Clarence counter and um, and started to see how many women found that experience mm. quite unpleasant That's of having to go in daunting. there. Well, daunting, yes, and intimidating. And I thought, well, what? what? That's not... Beauty's the, not meant to be like It's not that. meant to be that mm. way. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a thing that... You know, you put on your new lippy in the morning and you feel a million bucks and yep. whatever's going on, you can take on the world that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shopping experience is making people feel the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And when I found out about the idea about online shopping, I thought, well, that, that's a no-brainer for beauty yeah. then because there's heaps of people that would love the chance to not have to go into a department store. Yeah, it takes out that middleman sort oh, of exactly pushing. shop at 10 o'clock at night in your pajamas yeah. how fantastic still do that now so that was sort of your light bulb moment <laughs> yes uh, yes I think so and it wasn't it I'd never thought of starting a business before then so you were 21 still yeah. at uni yeah 1999 and mm-hmm. you've gone yeah this is a good idea what an excellent <laughs> idea <laughs> I'll start a business with, with business with no money and no clue what to do yeah and no connections no networks no experience nothing and we can um, laugh now well, it's, you know sometimes what it's you know what you don't know is yeah. actually a bit of a bit of an asset because at least mm. you're not frightened yes <laughs> like yeah, you I should be you know, but you're oh, not. you should be absolutely terrified. <laughs> no so 1999 the internet was a th- I, I think in my house we had the internet in I think it was 98 and I feel like yeah. that's when everyone was starting to get it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, still, the, it was pretty new. Yeah. How yeah. did you go about convincing people like e-commerce is going to be a thing when bricks and mortar stores were? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was the part that I probably didn't anticipate. I think mm. I thought, oh, well, you know, I've worked in the beauty industry. I get how it works. And no, uh, <laughs> no. The Look, it's fair to say the beauty industry was really not ready to be disrupted in any way um, because all of the brands were very much used to controlling every aspect of the customer experience and and to you know even the way that those individual counters are set up like it's a way of stopping people from comparing one brand to another or from cherry picking this from that counter and Mm -hmm. that from the other counter like they've deliberately made it really difficult yeah and were they ready for beauty to be completely democratized and to empower their customers? No, no, they were not. So yes, there was a lot of no for the first few years. How do you like reconcile that mentally getting told no so many times? I feel like it's easier said than done to go, you know, what? I'm just going to pick myself up, but how do you physically do it? Oh, look, I, I, there are some that I still remember and I still actually remember the feeling in my stomach and it is like being punched. Yeah. Um, yeah, that feeling of, of people telling you not just no, but you're an idiot and your idea is completely stupid and it will never, ever work. Thank like you that's, very much. Wow, okay. <laughs> Ouch. 
<laughs> and that that is really hard. I don't oh look, I don't know what keeps you going from that. I think I think if you sort of I don't know. I don't, I'm not really a, an especially sort of, you know, spiritual or airy fairy kind of person, but I do think, you know, when you put your whole heart into something mm. um, and, you know, when you when you go all in and you kind of that's what you're putting out to the universe, that even if some of it comes back in the form of a slap in the face, there's usually there'll be enough of a little hint of something, yeah. you know, and then whether it will be, okay, you get a horrible no one day, but then maybe mm. the next day somebody else says, oh, yes, I'll take your meeting or I'll take your phone call. Yeah. You know, enough little wins. And that little silver lining. Just a little, little win. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you do you do have to learn that resilience over time. And mm. now, I mean, now, you know, the word no doesn't bother me in the slightest. It's just, yeah. oh, okay, well, this is the first no. Yeah. And then we're going to talk some more and then we'll work through to the second no. Yeah. And then eventually we'll have a meeting and then, you know, everybody says yes eventually. Well, am I right? I feel like I read somewhere that Estee Lauder said no to you for 14 years. 14 years. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, so it's a. But and you turned. But they said yes yes. eventually. (laughs) Did they not? I don't know. That's the lesson. It's it's probably one of those character traits slash character flaws that I'm just very stubborn in that way. But it has become kind of a core uh, skill of mine. Is that I'm pretty good Mm -hmm. at convincing people. And look, and it certainly helps when consumer behavior is shifting in that way where yes, it's like okay well all signs are actually pointing to that yes people are going to want to buy premium beauty products yeah. online you don't have that process of having to convince them correct like, you, oh, you've got some evidence the internet you've got they some know. evidence yeah. to back you up so rather than just being a clueless 21 year old with an idea you do actually have the weight of data data yes. always helps yeah it does yeah. doesn't it <laughs> so when you were 21 where do you even Start. I feel like it's one thing to have this idea, but then how did you go about turning it into a company? Um, look, pretty much just one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I went, okay, right, well, what am I going to need if I want to have a website that sells beauty products? Well, I'm going to need a website and I'm going to need some beauty products. See, now you could jump on Google and go, Melbourne web designer. Oh, That's not You know an what? You could hop onto Shopify and have yourself a yeah. website in about half an hour. Precisely. But um, no, back in 1999, no, there was a lot of, you know, literally going through the actual yellow pages, like the book, to try and find somebody. To anyone could... listening, that is a, um, it's like Google, but it's like copy. Google, but on paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yellow. Um, yeah, so it was actually a matter of flipping through the pages, going through and looking for... Because there were places that did web design back then. I mean, there were yeah. websites. Everybody's websites were ugly, but yeah. nevertheless, you could get one built. But to have an e-commerce website built, that yeah, was a very new thing. And even then trying to find a bank that would let you accept credit cards online. Yeah. There was only one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like without a store. Oh, these are all like factors that I wouldn't have even. No, well, and they're not factors now. Yeah, but they were at the time. So it was it was really just a one one foot in front of the other. Right, let me go find someone who who can build me a website, mm. make a bunch of phone calls, eventually find somebody. Um, let me try and find some products to sell. Well, I'll phone up all the brands that I like, and they'll all say no. And then I'll eventually find two teeny tiny ones that are keen enough to take my money, mm. um, and get it get it built that way. Well, that was going to be my next question. How did you go about onboarding brands? Because as we've said, now you can go to a brand, you've got data, people are shopping online. Sure. But how do you convince people at that oh, time? Oh, look, um, there was, look, there were heaps that just wouldn't even take 
my calls. Like right. it's not even a conversation that we could start. Um, but there, no, look, there were there were enough, I guess, that were willing to at least mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. Um, and there were some that were willing to, you know, listen and then say no. And then there were yeah. some that, you know, once I'd actually proven that I was going to do it and gone and got the website built with these two teeny brands on it, at yeah. least I, I then had a website and I could Something say, hey, you can go and have a look at my website and you can see. And then mm-hmm. they said, oh, yes, okay. And so I think I got five more that said yes okay. after the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, great. Well, then I had a website with seven products on and I could go back to everybody else again and then just kind of rinse and repeat for the next 14 years. Yeah. Do you find that those brands are all really accepting of digital now or do they still have that, I guess, department store mindset in where they want to control every aspect of the customer experience? Um, there are, there are still a few of those or some yeah. that, that are still struggling with the idea of customers being empowered in the way that they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of brands, that's still very difficult. Yeah, The idea of that you can't, control every image of every product that might be on the web because people are allowed to take their own photos and put it up on Instagram that's that's pretty wild for Mm -hmm. a lot of them um you know and even the idea that people might be able to say what they want to about a product having purchased it uh I do still get some brands saying you know well what about if we get a negative review you know will you publish it it's like well if the customer's given their opinion rationally and reasonably then yes i think that's important you know whatever and if you had a lot of negative reviews for a product wouldn't you want to know yeah of course if all of these people are spending you know eighty dollars on your serum and they all hate it is that not valuable feedback you would want to know brands are the ones that can take that feedback on and adapt you've got to be able to take it if you believe in your product yeah um, and your product is good then you don't have anything to worry about and Mm -hmm. i guess that's kind of been my philosophy as far as adore beauty goes is that look i mean i would we encourage all of our customers to review us publicly yeah because if we're doing something wrong i would i would sooner know (laughs) but even if i use the site in that way even if i'm not on there to buy something i'll often go on to read just the reviews exactly yeah exactly use it as a forum it's it's helpful if it's helpful for customers then Mm. yes i think people need to people need to know absolutely yeah so 99 and even into the you know the, the noughties if you will yeah. online shopping was still something of a new concept which obviously isn't the case now so how did you yeah. deal when competitors started to pop up yeah look that was that was difficult i mean when you initially start a business and your sort of you your unique selling proposition is that you sell online yeah. then obviously once everybody else does then mm-hmm. you you need to evolve um i guess it helped that the core reason that I'd started Adore, like what it was really all about and the value that I wanted to deliver to customers, that hadn't changed. Right. Um, so really what I still wanted to be able to do was to help people find the products that were going to be perfect for them, um, mm-hmm. you know, and put them in control of that decision. Yeah. Um, so that everybody got to feel fantastic when they walk out the door every mm-hmm. morning and that nobody has that cosmetics graveyard of products yeah. under the bathroom sink of... Right. The things you've been sort of upsold into and they're yes. not quite right, but they're expensive, so you can't throw them out. And right. um, they People just, don't realise things have a use, but they've got all oh, their... Oh, that's it, and they live oh, under there so and go mouldy. it's so expensive, I better just keep it. I know, then... it just... Oh, yeah, exactly. So so that core mission, mm. it's, you know, that's kind of... That's your, your North Star or, or whatever. So yeah. even, even as technology changes and competitors 
come on board, um, that reason persists. Yeah. And so that's what allows you to evolve. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think originally when I started, I wanted to just sell Australian products because right. I felt they represented, you know, great quality mm-hmm. and particularly good value for money. And and what customers were eventually telling us was actually, no, I want you to, I want you to have all of the things. I want yeah. yes have all the great Aussie brands, but then also, ha- you know, have all of the international things that I'm finding it hard mm. to get hold of. And so you, you can, you know, if you listen to your customer and your customer is your focus, then evolving yeah. is, is not so challenging. How did you find that the introduction of social media, both as a marketing tool for the business, but also as a place where people were reviewing products, yeah. how did that change the business? Um... Oh, I mean, I, I think it's been, I think it's been fantastic for the whole category mm. generally, and I think that's really Definitely. been what's opened it up. Um, is that now that consumers have a voice that they can yeah. share with each other much more easily, mm. um, then they're the ones with with much more power in this whole, you know, beauty shopping journey. Yeah. Um. So I I think it's been fantastic, and for us, it represents an opportunity not just to listen more because obviously you know there's i mean we we kind of originally viewed social media as hey we've got a whole bunch more ears there are there are all these different ways now we don't have to rely necessarily on customers to email us directly with feedback we can see how they're talking to each other about you know about products and what they're into and what they're not into and Mm. and this is fantastic Um, but it also is a really fun opportunity for us to get more involved with consumers kind of earlier in their shopping journey like by being able to do really you know fun videos and and how to's and um you know hire photographers and have our own studio and and uh, you know fun stuff fun stuff so we've become almost uh like a magazine and a shopping destination in Mm. one um that you know rather than just being okay right well i'll wait wait till i think of a beauty product i need and go and search for it and find it or um, it's more okay. Well, how can we actually be involved in just sharing information? Mm. Um, you know, we've been doing this for eighteen years. We actually know a lot of stuff. <laughs> how can we share that? That's, yeah. that's that's you know, we see social media as a huge opportunity in that respect. I think social media also is responsible for the like the boom that we've seen in the last few years as well. Because I think 100%. people are understanding that beauty is, you know, you might not be able to afford like a luxury gown but right you can still afford a high-end lipstick that's right exactly exactly yes 100 percent. i mean you might not be able to afford the ysl handbag yeah but you can have the ysl lipstick Mm. you know and let's see how that looks and yeah um yeah absolutely and you still feel just as good taking it out of your purse and absolutely yeah yeah i mean i do social media aside we've seen so many changes in the beauty industry what are some of the biggest ones that you've seen in recent years Oh, Lord. Um, Look, I I really think social media has driven most of the changes, but the way that or the speed at which trends move Mm. and become adopted quickly, you know, the sources of influence have really just changed. It used to be very much a magazine-driven thing. Mm. Like back in the day when I was on the Clarence counter, the things that we would sell would be the things that were in magazines, and now that's, that's not. I don't think many people are actually using those as their mm-hmm. key source of influence anymore. Um, so, yes, 
and then and then that's also sped up you know just the velocity at which that stuff can take off i mean mm. all it takes for is for a kardashian to post about that's something all and all of a sudden now. it goes bonkers um so that's yeah the speed is just unbelievable i mean we've seen you know we've seen categories take off just out of nowhere it was a couple of years ago i guess that highlighters really mm. you know went nuts and inside of a couple they'd of existed months, for such a long they'd time they existed forever just, we'd had them in our catalog yeah. forever but all of a sudden the entire category just explodes yeah. and grows by 400 percent overnight i mean literally in the space of a couple of months and we'd, we'd not seen things like that yeah before um so the speed is is pretty wild um, I think also too there's that real people are really searching for and demanding um, authenticity and mm. honesty in a way yes. that you know and transparency in a way that they haven't before. Shoppers and people online people are savvy now. Oof. They're so savvy. Absolutely, absolutely, and and look, I think that represents a huge opportunity for yes. brands to really you know to really put their heart mm. into it and you know stop photoshopping mascara ads yeah. and you know people do, and, I, and i think once upon a time people just kind of sighed and accepted that that's the way things were yeah. and that you would never expect a product to actually do what the advertising said but now i think people are like well no you know show me yeah. show me i want to see um and we're finding that you know in the content that we produce that's that's what really resonates yeah. is well don't just tell me that olaplex is good like get yeah, Vanessa from customer service whose hair's been, you know, triple processed and yeah. get her to use it for three weeks and show me, you know, don't Photoshop it, but show me before and yeah. after. That's people love that. Well, I was I wanted to talk to you about the content that you guys produce because I and correct me if I'm wrong, I would imagine that one of the big obstacles with selling beauty online is that there are still people who want to go in and swatch something on the back of their hand and you know just play with the colors and the textures and see what things feel like before they commit but i feel like the way you guys get around that is with the content you're producing because you do all that you show the swatches you show before and afters absolutely and i think you can almost you've almost can do it better yeah than in store because there's Mm -hmm. only you know if you're going to buy a hair treatment for instance you Mm -hmm. know i mean how much can you see from you know or even if you have it used on you at the hairdresser how can how much can you tell from one use you know you really don't know until you've taken it home and tried it for a month so i guess that's the upside the lighting in it exactly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so um i mean our goal is always to make our shopping experience better than shopping in a store yes um and to give you more than you would be able to get even if you could you know pick up the product and yeah. and touch it and try it and i mean we've we've taken that approach with um launching fragrance on our side as well yes. with the scent room is that you know you get to you know when you receive your fragrance you also get a little test file so that you can wear it wear it at home yeah. for a week and see how you feel you know live in it mm. for a little bit or just you know spray it one time you know on a card <laughs> on a and card put in and put in your handbag yeah. um you know see if it see if it feels like you we really i mean the whole point of it for us was to help people find you know that signature scent that really that really yeah. felt like them and um so yeah I to love fragrance for that reason oh, me too i've always loved fragrance but i think it it feels the most transformative to me like yeah what fragrance can do to your mood and absolutely everything. absolutely it's more evocative of you mm. know of memory particularly than, yeah. than anything else and um 
and I think fragrance had sort of gone through a patch where it wasn't really special anymore yeah. and you know everything was just like oh I'll smell like a celebrity or smell yeah, like everybody else say, and you've got that machine pumping out that's it Britain and it's it's not nice anymore exactly yeah. it's not it's not it's not special anymore and um so that was really what we we tried to achieve mm. but to try and do it in a way where I mean that's that's the good thing you know online we can we can storytell we can uh, you know mm. you're not just reliant on the bottle of fragrance sitting there on a shelf waiting for someone yeah. to come and spray it you know we can we can tell stories about it and um you know and to be able to try it out at home and wear it yourself yeah for a week first and if you don't like it send the send the big bottle back that's um, such a nice thing to do yeah to. but it's the same with you guys are pretty liberal with sending out samples with purchases yes yeah. yeah 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 absolutely look um we um, you know there's nothing like being able to try a product yourself yeah so yes i mean we aim to <laughs> to be better than thing. in the store i can jump on instagram and recommend a foundation to someone but if they mm. don't have the same skin type or want the same finish then yes how can they know that's exactly it yeah well i mean that was why we developed the um foundation tool yeah have you seen yeah. that on our it's site amazing. yeah so Yes, there because it shouldn't be so hard to mm. be able to buy a new foundation online. Yeah. So how can we solve that problem? And it works. Yeah, that's the that's the approach I that we try. And, everyone yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the approach we try and take with everything. Is not just you know can we, but how can we? How mm. can we solve this problem? If our customers have a problem. What can we do? Yeah. There's got to be something. Now moving sort of slightly away from beauty in sort of recent years you've become quite vocal as a spokesperson for gender equality yeah i have to read this part but you were the first ever female winner of the online retailers industry recognition award for your service to gender diversity yeah that's incredible well it's sort of an accident it <laughs> <laughs> again it's from you know it comes from kind of having a big mouth and not really you know you kind of everybody reaches a point where they go you know what i can't really i can't cope with this anymore yeah. um i've actually got i've got my feminist oh, you do on today too. actually um so yeah look it was really i think it probably really happened when um donald trump got elected mm, i just guy. went oh you know what i can't i actually can't deal with this anymore yeah. that that you know people could know all that they knew about him mm. and having heard all of the recordings and the way that he talks about mm. women and for everybody to go oh you know that's fine he can still be president i just lost it yeah understandably so and i think that happened right after i'd been to some really awful awards night uh, it was the ceo magazine awards and mm-hmm. it was just oh it was just horrendous and you know Man after man after man yeah. winning every single thing. And, um, you know, then the winners were getting like a bottle of scotch. And I thought, oh, God. gosh, where? you know, I feel like I'm in an episode of Mad Men. This is horrendous. Yeah. Um, and Which is not how you should be feeling in no, this and, era. And so I thought, right, well, I'm going to start speaking up about mm. some of these things. And I expect that that will have consequences. And I'm okay to wear that and yeah. I realize also too that for me as a business owner um you know I can't lose my job unless my customers decide you know on mass that they all hate us mm. so but I would argue if you're speaking up about something like that if those customers don't want to shop with you they're not the customers you want to have anyway well I mean we're we're the whole point of the business was let's let's try and empower women and so, yeah 
So it makes sense. Right, exactly. So I thought, right, well, it's probably easier for me to be the one that speaks up yeah. about this than other people who have jobs and, you know, need to mm. remain employed. Um, I can't get fired at this point yeah. again. So <laughs> what a nice change. That's please. it. I know. So I thought, well, if somebody, if something clearly needs to be said and I'm mm. happy to be the one to do it. Um, and just thought, right. Okay. Well, what, how can I try and move the needle for women? Because I feel like, I feel like every, honestly, everybody has a responsibility, you know, once mm. they've reached a certain point in their career where they've had some success, well, you've got to try and help pull a few, a few more yeah, people up behind you. Do you not? Um, you know, you, you have a responsibility to do it. And so, yes, yeah, so I, I do a lot of mentoring mm. um, for other female business owners. We've got our Women in Tech scholarship that we started here at Adore yeah. and, um, and that's, been, that's been really fantastic. Um, you know, being able to do things for, like for here in our team to mm. say, right, well, you know, we, we should be doing more to help not just, you know, to help women in their careers and to help, um, you know, parenting not be the thing that kind yeah. of you know disadvantages them so to put in um equal paid parental leave Mm -hmm. so to encourage both the men and the women to take yeah you know take their time out to be the primary carer um to do things like double our domestic violence leave and make that Mm -hmm. fully paid it's what what can we do to try and support the women that work here but also what can i do um you know as an opinion leader to be calling things out um you know things like all of these conferences that don't see any issue in you know having all male keynotes or all male panels or you know or it's the men that get paid to do the keynotes but women are expected to do it for free and and that's that's a whole another thing but um (laughs) (laughs) i'll get started on that at some point but um you know yeah i feel like i you know don't want to leave this world without having done something apart from i mean building a successful business that's great but you know that's i I don't want Mm. that to be what i leave the world with i'd like to try and be part of helping to make a change that's a really nice thing yeah it's funny that you had those initial fears though about like oh what if we lose customers because am i right in saying that since you became quite vocal the business grew yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I expected I expected a lot of blowback. Yeah. I thought, oh goodness, okay, right. Well, and you know, I had I actually had a conversation with my partner about it and said, mm. Look, I I feel like I need to do this. Yeah. Um, and he said, Well look, of course I'll support you, but let's you know, let's be open about what yeah. the what the consequence might be. And um yeah, again, it's one of those funny things. If you you know, when you when you put your full heart into mm. something and and to take that risk amid the fear of what personal consequence might it have for me but to do it anyway um i feel like the bad things that happen are definitely outweighed by the good things that happen and and the other people that you get to connect with and you know if you can make you know if you can make a difference even you know even one person then you know i think you should Mm. i think you should absolutely yeah this is something I've asked all of the women that I've had on the podcast, but I feel like from the outside, it looks like beauty is a female dominated industry, but having a female CEO is still a rarity. So what yeah. would your advice be to any women that are trying to make it in business? 
honestly, I feel like there's so many, you know, there's so many patriarchal structures that you will need to use a lot of energy to get right to the top of. Mm -hmm. And I feel like actually the way forward for all of us is to just, we just need to kind of bypass that whole glass ceiling thing altogether by building our own amazing companies. Yeah. Um, Honestly, that's, you know, it's, you could, yeah, spend your life trying to battle through and trying to be the one woman that gets through to the top and to, you know, do whatever you have to do to get there or just, you know, go around, do your own thing. If you're amazing, then you're going to be amazing doing your own thing and then you get to make the rules. Mm. You get to make the rules. And then once we're all making the rules, things are actually maybe going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's all resonating. (laughs) Now, uh, something that is amazing, speaking of amazing things, at last count, I think Adore Beauty is stocking something like 165 brands, give or take. It's around about 200 now, but yeah. I feel like you're in such a unique position because unlike going to a department store counter you don't have to push your customer in any one direction you're giving them absolutely yeah that yeah brand agnostic yes oh i love that yes do you find that i mean it could be a little from column a could be a little from column b but do you find that customers are coming to adore beauty because they're looking for a specific brand that you stock or do they just come on going what what do we have here what like, yeah where do I want to start um a little of both I think certainly the way our business built was that people would be searching for a particular brand and would find us that way yeah. or they would they the would come of SEO that's it yes um and they would come to us to sort of buy a specific thing um we're finding that more and more and particularly through our content people are exploring and willing yeah. willing to try a product that they've never bought before so they're not mm-hmm. seeing online as just a replenishment channel um yeah. that it is that it actually is you know a full you know a full you service that you, you can play and explore and you can try new things and mm. um the more work we do on on really helping to enrich that experience you know through content or through encouraging reviews or mm-hmm. um you know through other tools like um like our foundation tool the yeah. more the more that we do and the more that we invest in that, the more we give our customers the confidence to go, oh, you know what? I've read so much about that mascara. I'm going to try yeah. it. Um, it is a confidence thing. I it's a confidence that, thing. Yeah. And, and to say, oh, you know, and for them to trust us and go, okay, you know, mm. adore won't let me waste my money. You know? Yeah. Spot <laughs> um, on. Yeah. So it is, it is more and more people exploring mm-hmm. a bit and trying new things. And that's, yeah, it's really super fun. With that in mind, how does the process work for you now when you're onboarding new brands? Like in 1999, it was just call everyone begging, and see begging. if they will talk to me. But so now are you, yeah. <laughs> are you listening to like a customer saying, we want to get our hands on this brand yeah. or are you on the ground looking for the next big thing? Um, yes, look, we, we do get approached obviously by a lot of brands now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, as I mean, we're the leading destination for online beauty. Yes in Australia so well if you know it's kind of yeah. become a channel that rec- that everybody recognizes that they mm, need absolutely. to have or who's your e-commerce partner going to be mm-hmm. um and here we are you know after 18 years of yes <laughs> of turning no's um, into yeses that's right so we we do we do get approached by a lot of brands but also too we are out there always always actively looking mm-hmm. and um i mean we we're all 
beauty obsessed here so yes kind of helps that you know i got that when i was in the other room and there's a giant novelty size kevin murphy right <laughs> how good would it be if they come in that size that's the dream just like like a keg you know mm. just stick a stick a pump on the side I've walked into beauty heaven that's it um so yeah so we're all a bit beauty obsessed anyway mm. and so naturally when people are you know at home at night on the couch scrolling through instagram or watching youtube videos that also ends up being the kind of content that we consume too and so yeah so we're always out there looking for the next big thing and and to that customers do like to be introduced to to new and interesting things now so we we um launched one uh just last week actually salt by hendrix which is this gorgeous oh, yes. brand which yeah. is just they do the best they're amazing you know, glow they body these, oil and the body oils are amazing and also the little highlighter pots and the oh, lip to cheek tints are amazing gorgeous I'm so across this brand i know oh. right so so to have things like that that you know maybe not everybody's heard of yet yeah. but um but oh, something, they will yeah well that's right i mean mm. yeah it's after all these years it it you know it takes it takes a fair bit to get yeah. us excited these days so when we come across brands that excite us then we we want to show those to yeah. our customers too. i think that comes across in what we we're saying with the content yeah like you guys are we're excited like, you can tell yeah <laughs> you have to be though nothing bother i mean this is again i'm just turning this into my interview but nothing Do. bothers me more than when you see influencers talking about a beauty product and I'm right. like you're not excited about this no it's still got the seal on it you haven't that's it yeah that's it yeah no I think and again that's that's that search for authenticity and I mm. think what what everybody loved about Instagram at the start was that it really you know it was real and it's like wow you know these amazing people yeah. I can tell what they actually use and they're you know mm. But now, you know, the more and more, and you see it with a lot of the bigger ones when every single yeah. post they do is a sponsored post. You're like, well, I don't actually know what you use anymore. Exactly. Now it's just like a celebrity endorsement. A moisturizer one day, this is the best moisturizer I've ever used. And then the next day, mm. this is the best moisturizer. Which one is I it? I know, I know. And it's just, and people can smell it. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, we were talking about with people being savvy. Like you can't talk down to no. your customers your followers no no i mean just be honest and it's i mean you're talking about this is the whole generation that's watching netflix because they don't yeah. want to watch ads anymore yeah that's true <laughs> you know just yeah. it's ads are ads are annoying yeah. um but you know genuine genuine stuff is is good yeah yeah i'll get us back on track now okay <laughs> something else that's really unique about the position that you're in um, the fact that you guys have got makeup, skincare, hair, fragrance. They're, yeah. They're, you can see what's trending. You can see what people are buying and what they're not. Yeah. We talked, we touched on how highlighters blew up a few years ago. Right. What are some of the categories that you've seen explode recently? Yeah, yeah. Um, the wellness category is really huge now. I would have thought now. the Beauty Chef, that kind of the thing. The Beauty Chef, Wellco, yeah. um, is our lead, latest edition there, which I'm personally obsessed with. Same. I love their green if stuff. If it's going to make me look like Elle McPherson. Right, just, just I'll take that chance. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. Um yeah, that I think that's that's a really big thing now. I think people really do, t- um, you know, and, and look. Part of it's the whole Instagram. Let's have things look, you know, fancy in our yeah. smoothie bowl and our activewear and all yes. that sort of stuff. But I think people are taking on a much more holistic approach to their lifestyle. And I was reading the other day they were talking about how um, millennials are actually drinking less than older ah. generations. Just you know, sort of as a as a health thing. It's there like, you well, go. you know, you'll have one or two, but I don't. I don't need more than that. And I, I think, yes, certainly our 
customer is saying, right, well, you know, exercise is important to me and yeah. and eating healthy is important to me and um, and I expect that that, you know, people expect that your mm. lifestyle does have a significant impact on yeah. how you look. Like you're not going to have good skin if you don't eat well no. and, um, and you know, looking at gut health and all that, all that sort mm. of stuff. Um, you know, people are really educated about that now and so it's – Effectively, it is a beauty product, isn't it? When yeah, it is an education thing as well. We keep yeah. coming back to that. It's the more that people are learning about science and beauty and the way the human body works, the more that they're understanding. Yeah, you know, these are the things going to change my appearance. Oh yeah, and look, and, and and again, that's those things when you go and actually read the reviews of customers whose skin has just been changed. Yeah by those products you know people who've tried everything for acne or hormonal breakouts and mm. they've finally gotten on to you know using the beauty chef or whatever and, yeah. and they're like wow this finally finally <laughs> i have clear skin <laughs> it's miraculous and for people yes for people who've had acne their whole lives that, that's a bit of a miracle yeah so why wouldn't you get all evangelical about it i think as well because people with acne your first instinct is to put all of this really harsh stuff on the skin and that's treat it. it topically and then coming in, you know, with a different that's approach. It. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I think people are willing to embrace new ideas yeah. about about skincare and the way that we always used to look at things. Mm. Yeah. It's an exciting time. To it is. It here. is. Given that you're so across how people are spending their money now and things that have, you know, trends that have exploded yeah. in the, the last 12 months the last 18 years really yeah what do you think we can expect to see in the next 12 months from trends shoppers oh Instagram? goodness well that's the million dollar question isn't it <laughs> i'd be very rich if i knew what was coming um look we're we're certainly seeing people i think uh, makeup was a really big thing like with insta when instagram sort of first came out but i think skincare is really kind of taking over from that yeah more um, rather than just doing a really heavy, super contoured makeup so that you look great in that yeah. selfie, people actually just want to look luminous and mm-hmm. naturally glowing. Exactly. It's like, oh, I just woke up like this, you know, <laughs> 18 selfies and yeah. three filters later. But, now, <laughs> you know, um, nevertheless, people people are getting really serious about their skincare now yeah. and, and kind of starting to geek out a little bit and wanting to know about, you know, all of the different ingredients. Yeah. And that's why I was seeing a huge explosion in brands like The Ordinary, yes. um, which has been absolutely massive, but also to our more cosmeceutical brands, Aspect, Cosmetics, Skinceuticals, yeah. hugely popular. Um, people really wanting to invest in their skin even more so than makeup. You're probably not allowed to talk about this, but did you see a drop off with The Ordinary during that the strange... Reverse period and the reverse oh there you go the reverse yeah i think so many That's people incredible. were kind of already obsessed with the product yeah. and the idea that it maybe wasn't going to be available freak yeah i people think there out. was a fear that yeah 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 there you go yeah it was like the doomsday preppers like just sort yeah. of stocking up unbelievably wow. yeah 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 it was pretty um it was pretty amazing but yes hopefully um better for the people who work there now yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah that would have been very that. stressful i imagine so, an Australian Business Women's Network Hall of Fame Award, Telstra Business Women's Award in Innovation, two Inside Retail Top 50s, a Vogue Woman of the Moment Award, and a, what else have we got? Telstra Young Businesswoman of the Year title. Just 
just a couple of things on that resume yeah. following getting fired mm-hmm. twice. <laughs> <laughs> I came good, mum. Yeah, yeah, that was – that's a thing. I don't know. I, I find the awards – That's unbelievable. That's... Yeah. <sighs> Look, I do I do find it really weird. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's really – it's strange to me because also, too, it's like, I, you know, it's just me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I have an amazing team and everybody works really hard and so I always actually feel really bad if anybody gives me an award for something. It's like, goodness, it's, you know, those guys slugging it out every day in, in customer service award, you know, the, <laughs> the warehouse, you know, working frantically to pack everybody's orders and, and get them out on mm. time. I mean, that's a, that's a team effort, that is. Um, it takes an army. Yeah, well, it, it absolutely does. Mm. It absolutely does. And, you know, I'm really lucky that I get to choose the people I work with because they're yeah. all awesome. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Well, all that in mind, Kate Morris, what's next for Adore Beauty? Um, oh, well, domination, obviously. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Um, look, I, we're, we're having so much fun with what we're doing at the moment, particularly around content. And, and we're still working really hard on helping helping give our customers better and better recommendations Mm -hmm. um and you know finding more and more ways that we can help everybody find the perfect thing as the question i still get asked all of the time is you know people sort of sidle up to me and they go okay but really like what's the best moisturizer yeah it's like well the answer is that it totally depends you know yeah tell me about your skin exactly the same skin then well or even if we if we like the same sorts of things i mean some people want you know like a big heavy jar that looks beautiful on your bathroom Mm -hmm. sink and that smells amazing and you you know you feel like a celebrity every time you put it on your face whereas somebody else might say right well i just want the most hardcore high strength thing that you can give me and I don't care if it smells like petrol like just give me (laughs) give me all the ingredients I can get Mm -hmm. everybody's different and um the more that we can do you know with our 18 years of experience serving customers across all of these different bands the more that we can roll that up into our website experience and make sure that you know it's really personalized for everybody Mm. um I think you know the more value that's going to give to our customers i mean it's we have this huge product range now and now we just need to find some really good ways of holding your hand and guiding you through it that was kate morris founder of adore beauty who you can find on instagram at adore beauty official and at kate adore beauty or you can visit adore beauty at adorebeauty.com.au to read my interview with kate you can visit glowjournal.com And for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at gemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty and business lovers can find us and join the Glow Journal family. I'm Gemma Watts. You've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining me.